Matt Howie, and this is Hobby Horse. Today with us is uh, Jeff Atwood, formerly of uh, Stack Overflow and Stack Exchange, and now doing Discourse, an uh, awesome online um, discussion board software project. Um, does that sound about right, Jeff? Yeah, that sounds okay, correct. Cool. Anything else we should plug? You just got to pimp, you know, discourse.org so discourse. people know about it. and yeah, Which just took on the ghost community, which I think is a great move, even though, you know, I work at Slack where they used to have, you know, ghost. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for 11,000 people. Uh, it does. And actually, it's interesting because there is, when I started, there's there's chat systems and discussion board systems have shared DNA much more than I realized. They're not the same thing by any means, but there is a sort of a shared lineage there of, of stuff people want to do online and that rapid sort of back and forth talking does have a place and you'll see some forums where they have a, a chatty like thread which is like 50,000 posts I found one on one message board that went back like 10 years and I was <laughs> like wow who's going into that topic and reading all 10 years of this you know conversation right yeah so. I think of this information as fast and slow and I think of um uh for software support or documentation or a project even it's mostly slowish information that doesn't need the speed of instant i mean you can have weekly chats where everyone agrees to show up but for the most part i think things are most successful when they're they're allowed to be slow when you know you have to wait for a web page refresh before your comment goes up and stuff like you need to slow people down sometimes i don't um, but we're not here to talk about that today. <laughs> we're here to talk about yo-yos. Um, recently, you uh, have gone on a, a tear um, sending um, free yo-yos to everyone. And uh, and I got a couple from you. Uh, one of them is excellent. We can talk about the other one later. But um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know about what is your background with yo-yos. And I can tell you mine. Well, I... Honestly, had tried it in so my age. I grew up. I was a teenager in the eighties, essentially, and the early eighties. I was an early teen. So I was born in nineteen seventy. So it's I'm off by late nineteen seventy. So I'm off by one year. Uh, but I remember getting some videos and trying to figure out what to do with them. Like I get them to work, but I couldn't really figure out like what else to do with them. Right? Like okay, it works. I can get it to you know return to my hand, and then it's like what next? So I had to kind of find. Yo-yo meetups and like this is the '80s. <laughs> There's no internet. See, this is the problem with life before the internet. It's like, how did you find other weirdos like yourself, right? Like, you had to. I don't even know. But Duncan, the company, ran a lot of like little events, and I, I was living in South Carolina at the time. My parents moved around a lot, but at the time I was in South Carolina, and I remember going to one meetup, and I was kind of afraid to go because you know I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a geek. I'm more comfortable with you know computers and one, <laughs> not interacting with groups of people. Uh, so I think I did a drive-by with my mom and got freaked out. <laughs> And then left. I was like, oh, God, I can't do this. I gotta just go. Just drive. Just keep driving. Just keep driving. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up never really progressing, right? Like, I just got them, used them, and then didn't think about it for, I mean, gosh, 20 years or whatever. Wait, so and, it was a yo-yo meetup in, like, 1985, like, 12-year-olds and 40-year-olds? Like, who shows up? Well, I don't know, because I didn't go, right? You like, didn't I, even go in? You didn't I, look I, at I, the crowd? I did a drive. I'm pretty sure I did a drive-by with my mom. That sounds like exactly yeah. like something I would do as a kid. Just that I was like so afraid of everything. Um, I wanted to, but I was just, uh, you know, afraid. Uh, and then I hadn't thought about it for 20 years. And the other day, like, so many things that, that I encounter now, it's, like, through my kids. Like, my kids will pick something up, and I'll, I'll, I'll say, oh, gosh, I haven't thought about that in forever. Like, it's just some thing the kids are into. And my son Henry came home with the yo-yo one day. Like a, a 
not a super nice yo-yo, but like you know, a reasonable Duncan model from a toy, you know, a, 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 a real toy store, not like one of those junk yo-yos that you get yeah. that are just really crappy, right? Like this actually worked. And I was like, oh god, this is cool, right? Like I hadn't thought about this in such a long time, and then I sort of fell into the rabbit hole of what's going on with yo-yos now? What are they like now? You know, how do they work? What's the culture? And because we have the internet, <laughs> there's like no upper bound <laughs> on on how into it you can get, right? Uh, and and I just loved it. And so that that's sort of how I found it was really through my son, Henry, just coming how home. How long with, ago was that? Gosh, probably September of last year. Oh, my God. This is really recent. Yeah, it's pretty recent. Wow. So, like, um, I had an older brother, and I think he had a Klutz book, you know, those 70s books on, um, there are these wacky, like, half-animate, half-illustrated books on weird stuff. And I think, uh, so there'd be, like, Juggling, the Klutz Guide to Juggling, the Klutz Guide to Yo-Yos, the Klutz Guide to Frisbee or whatever. And it came with a decent enough yo-yo. I remember in the 80s, he was always pursuing, like, a better (laughs) yo-yo. And I feel (laughs) like, um, from a distance, it feels like, Yo-yos were basic Duncans in the 50s, 60s, maybe even to the 70s. And they're sort of like a ball-bearing revolution, maybe 70s, 80s. Um, that people... actually happened in the 2000, like right around 1997 to 2000. So it's more recent than you think on the ball Well, bearings. I remember, okay, I guess the 80s, I remember a floating dowel in the middle. And then eventually that was ball bearings. I feel like I had a pretty badass yo-yo in the late 90s that like, it was like 60 bucks and was loaded with ball bearings. And then, you know, it's gone to that whole, like, what, what do you call the, the, the one that doesn't even return? What are those called? Uh, unresponsive. And that's, yeah, and that's like the latest. But um, yeah. for me personally, it's like I couldn't even use a yo-yo until the mid-80s. And I just sat down and, you know, figured it out one day. But then I didn't touch it again until, for some reason, the late 90s when I was at work at UCLA as a web designer. I would sit around thinking about stuff and I taught, I did two things. I, th- I taught myself how to juggle. Uh, I'm up to, you know, I can work up to four balls. I can do a zillion tricks with three balls, just completely from zero and yo-yos. I basically would just sit there and probably spend 10, 15 minutes a day for probably two years. Like just playing with a yo-yo randomly at three o'clock every afternoon. Um, and then I hadn't touched them since till you sent me this one. I literally have not touched a yo-yo since like 2002. Um, and it's uh, the regular one's a great yo-yo. So the last time I touched a yo-yo was probably like 1983-ish or wow. slightly earlier. Uh, but you're right. There were yo-yos had a big boom. Like the history of yo-yo is really kind of interesting. There's this. There's a lot of articles online that will say the yo-yo is the second oldest toy in the world, oldest being the doll. But that's not really true if you actually research it a little bit further. It is a very old toy, but it's not like that old. <laughs> and it has an origin story in the Philippines. Yeah, as believe a it or bird not. Bird hunting, right? Uh, I'm not sure, but it did originate in the Philippines. That part is true. And there was a guy that came to the U.S., um, I think in the 30s, and really popularized it. From He brought it from the Philippines. It's like, oh, there's, you know, where I come from, we would play with this thing. Mm -hmm. And there was a huge boom in the 50s such that, and by by boom, the type of yo-yo we're talking about is basically fixed axle, meaning it's literally two pieces of wood and another piece of wood in the middle that's like smooth, right? So it has reduced friction, but it's not really helping you that much because I have some fixed axles here and I kind of hate them to be honest because you get spoiled by the modern, but you're talking about the 1950s all wood, you know, smooth uh, fixed axle yo-yo. There were apparently enough yo-yos sold that every child in the United States by the statistics would have had a yo-yo. That's how many were sold. It was huge. It was enormous. And this is in the 50s. It was like this huge boom that sort of made Duncan, who 
bought the company from this Fili- Filipino guy. Mm-hmm. And the Filipino guy was, I want to look up his name because he was a really interesting guy. He just loved it such that he wanted people to do it, right? It was, And that to me is kind of the story of Yo-Yo. It's just something that feels good to do. It's not about like making tons of money because who's going to make a ton <laughs> of money from it? It's not about like, you know, becoming super, it's just, it just feels good, right? It's something you can do with your hands that let, like engages you with the world and also with other people like other people seeing you do it's like oh that's cool or you know I, I might enjoy that and he was just literally sharing the love of yo-yo that's all he cared about that's why he sold the company to duncan and that became the the juggernaut that is duncan today of oh course. he was but probably the first yo-yo he producer was, in the yeah he was he was and duncan sort of he he sold it to duncan because like, okay. are, and it was he making out of plastic or wood or both oh these are fully wood like, yeah. back in the day oh, yeah. I, I mean when and I guess plan? we should be clear, like like fifties uh, yo yo. I think the fifties style yo yo. Um, you're just gonna like send it, return it. Like getting it to sleep just for a few seconds is actually pretty difficult. You have to have a really loose string, and you can't barely tap it, and it'll zip back up on you. Like I remember the first ones I ever touched being. I looked ex- up the name. The guy's name is Pedro Flores, and he was mm. a Filipino immigrant, and he started in Santa Barbara, California. This is also a California wow. story, like so many stories. Uh, Huh. And then Duncan bought it in, I, I want to say, the early 30s. But that boom was in the 50s. So, yeah, these are all wood. Uh, and I seem to think of, like, seeing pictures of the Beach Boys doing it. And if it's a West Coast origin, that seems to make sense to me. Hmm. It does look a little bit West Coast looking at the, again, just the Wikipedia. I was just looking up to refresh my memory about the, the names and so forth. The other person that... A lot of people remember with for yo-yos is uh, one of the Smothers Brothers. Oh um, right, right, yes. Oh, was okay. hugely into this. There were books about this. I think that is what I had, not a Klutz book. I think it was a Smothers Brothers wooden yo-yo in like the eighties. Like my brother had it. My parents probably bought it because they remembered uh, the Smothers Brothers from like laughing and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people know it remember it from him and there's actually a funny video i'll send you some links after that you can incorporate into the show notes that sure. he has a hilarious video about the yo-yo guy <laughs> it's like very early 80s in terms of special effects and stuff but <laughs> but when you see people throwing yo like they're having fun like it just it's just something that feels good to do so the other reason i like this when i picked it up is i was really depressed at that time like and still a little bit am to be honest and i found that the yo-yo made me feel better like i just it was something i could do to occupy my mind that i i could get better at i could practice um there was a sort of regularity to it it's kind of like a much much better fidget spinner to me fidget spinners are super boring like once mm-hmm. you get past the the initial novelty of oh different things can spin it's like what do you really do with a fidget spinner yeah the the upper bound on what you can do with yo-yo is insane because yeah. If you look at the like professional like people who do this, I don't say for a living because it's not like you really make a ton of money, but but <laughs> really engage with this and do it competitively, they're so good that they literally get bored with one yo-yo. One yo-yo is boring because they they can do anything you can possibly imagine with that one yo-yo to the point of absurdity. Seriously, go to YouTube, go to YouTube and just for, search for yo-yo championship video, and you'll just be blown <laughs> away by what these people can do, right? And so since they got so good with one, they were like, no, 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 screw that one yo-yo, two yo-yos at the same time, right? Yeah. They do that, and that blows my mind, right? And then they do what's called off-string, which is a slightly wider and plastic yo-yo, and they, they whip the string on the yo-yo. So the whole time they're just like, the yo-yo's not even on a string. They're literally whipping the string on the yo-yo from like four feet away or whatever, right? And then they'll do two of those at the same time because they get so good, right? Um, and then there's uh, uh, one a style where you play with a counterweight. Uh, there's also something called double dragoning, which is you have two strings and one yo-yo. 
What? I've never seen this. Well, that's that's what's cool about this. Where so you look at a fidget spinner, it's like, okay, cool, fidget spinner. What do I do? And the answer is basically nothing. You just watch <laughs> it spin, and like, oh, yay, it spins a long time. Whereas the other, it's like if you look at what people do, they're like, holy crap, right? Like, I could get really good at this, you know, to the point that I could do amazing things if I want to. You don't have to. You can just learn some basic tricks and feel, you know, gratified by mastering those few little tricks, and. Uh, but there's also this this un, almost unlimited area where you can get really, really good at it, which is interesting. And it, it appeals to a different side of me, which is the mastery side. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like when I was sending yo-yos to people, it was almost like Stack Overflow, you know, where Stack Overflow is like an implied challenge to sort of show us what you know, show us what you can do, see if you can figure this stuff out, right? And when you have an unresponsive yo-yo, what you kind of alluded to. So maybe actually you should talk about that. What was your reaction? Because I sent you two kinds of yo-yos, which is what I do when I mail these yeah. out. Yeah. And so you sent me two yo-yos. One's a traditional, well, very good weighted, like kind of reversed. So it's easy to catch, um, you know, kind of bearinged out yo-yo and it sleeps for a good 30 seconds, you know, on a normal throw with no trouble at all. The other one, <laughs> I literally did not read anything that you included in the package. Just put it on and went and was like, what the hell is this garbage? <laughs> and then I had to like go back to your email and be like, oh, this is unresponsive. And I had to like Google search what the hell is unresponsive. Oh, here's how you pick it back up. And it's kind of a trick. And um, <laughs> I'll be bold and go out on a limb and say, uh, I don't know. I, um, the weird outreach of what people are doing today i think unresponsive it's kind of like i don't know if it's still a yo-yo anymore if it doesn't yo back on you um and it requires like tricks to even do that it also feels like cheating to just like throw a thing that's going to spin for four minutes while i just do stuff but that all said like everyone has their own i don't want to yuck anyone's yum anyone can do anything they want and uh i just prefer the the normal kind it is a, it's you know the normal the more you know traditional one you sent it's a great heavy yo-yo like you really gotta look for some weight to get get them whipping and and be able to do stuff um personally i find i love your point about the fidget spinner because i guess even if you're not trying to do something more progressing or mastering something just doing it feels good to just like mellow out your brain and just um like idle for a bit by just throwing it a few times and i feel like I've done other circusy kind of things like juggling is really like exhausting, like not just muscular, but like your brain, um, half of the tricks, you're just trying to trick your brain into learning the patterns. And, uh, and it's like, it's actually mentally taxing. It feels like, like, I don't know, like coming out of a calculus one class, you know, the first few weeks and I'm like, my brain would just hurt. And that's kind of like, I'm gonna learn a new juggling trick today is like signing up to, to hurt a bit. And whereas you know, you can look up anything on a yo-yo and probably, you know, get it right in 30 seconds to a minute or two. There's something like, it's so easy. It's so fun. Um, it's so straightforward. Uh, and it doesn't seem mentally taxing at all. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I don't know what to think about the, the, um, unresponsive yo-yo. Cause it feels like too much of a hack to me to take away pretty much. Well, I mean, the challenge is to end your tricks with that one. Um, and I don't know what to do with the, I think the two, two yo-yos is totally incredible because I can't imagine doing half of the tricks with my left hand. Like it's just way too weird feeling. And when I see people like, like doing like the around the worlds and crossing them over and stuff, just that really basic, even it's like a fifties trick. It's, it's, it's mind blowing when you start to 
like be able to do one side of it to think of doing two sides of it um but yeah like uh, the other thing i hate is you know i don't know the outer reaches of <laughs> of any sport start to get murky and i feel like unresponsive is like starting to be like the edge of what i'm <laughs> gonna call acceptable just because it doesn't seem like a cheat it seems like a little bit of a cheat to like take away the the risk so there's like a little bit of risk when you're like flipping a yo-yo around that's sleeping that it might zip back in your hand um and to take that away completely seems like i don't know too much technology i don't know you bring up an interesting point which is uh you know the reason so there's two broad classes, responsive, which is traditional, which is called narrow gap. So yo-yos are fun to me because there's also very simple machines. Like if you take it apart, you could make a yo-yo and people do this. Yeah. They have lathes and they'll just, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to take a piece of wood, get two sides, try to get them roughly equal weight, equal size. That's important, obviously. And you're basically looking at a hand gyroscope, right? Like everything that's here is very simple. It's two halves um, that, that are symmetric, hopefully. <laughs> I've never seen an unsymmetric yo-yo. That would be something. Uh, a, a, a threaded bit in the middle that ties them together. And, and a modern yo-yo, a ball bearing. Now, if that gap is really narrow, then it'll be responsive, meaning the string will want to bind naturally. Like when you um, spin the yo-yo and throw it down and then pull it up, it wants to suck the string in. It's rotating really fast, right? Mm -hmm. And it'll start binding against the string automatically. And that's what most people think of when they think of yo-yo. I, I throw it, it sleeps for a little bit if I want it to, depending on how I throw it. And then uh, I pull up and that creates slack in the string, which gets sucked into that gap and then return. So if the gap is wide, then it's unresponsive. So you have to wonder, like, why is unresponsive, like, if you go buy yo-yos at, like, any yo-yo, real, real yo-yo store, not at your average toy store, not that the yo-yos there are bad, but they're extremely basic, right? So your basic Dunkin' $5, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not, like, fancy, right? But if you want a fancy yo-yo from a real yo-yo store, like, 90% of the stuff you see in the store will be unresponsive. It'll have a Whoa. wide... Yeah, no, really, it'll have a wide gap, uh, and it's because you don't want to accidentally bind like that mm -hmm. binding that you that feels so good when you start as a beginner when you become an expert and you're doing a lot of tricks the yo-yo becomes a negative because there's no telling when you might accidentally get enough slack in the string to cause it to bind right while you're doing some complex trick or whatever uh, so that's kind of why you have that progression so Sending people the two yo-yos, I used to send people just unresponsive, and now oh. I feel kind of I feel kind of bad about that now. But my feeling was, you know, at the time, and I still kind of believe this. It's kind of like Stack Overflow. It's like, look, I'm going to give you an implied challenge. Here's a thing that doesn't work like you think it would, but it should, right? Now, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> and I found that the people who looked at that and said, I, "This is a challenge, and I want to figure this out," would go do it. And those are kind of my people in some way. Like when I built Stack Overflow, that's kind of who I was building it for. I wasn't building it for absolute beginners or people who are just learning code. It was for people who saw a challenge. were like, I am inspired by this challenge. I want <laughs> to look at this and figure it out. Right? I'm not saying I want to devote my life to it. Right? That's not what I'm getting at. It's just this is a challenge. I like challenges. I'm going to take on this challenge and try to figure it out. And then when you figure it out, when you when you f with an unresponsive yo, when you figure out the bind trick, you research it, you try it, it'll take the average person about an hour if they're trying really hard to learn how to bind. In my experience, some can do it faster, some lesser. But I would say I tried to bind probably 20 to 50 times before I got it. So you're throwing the yo-yo. It's just hanging there spinning, you know, doing an awesome sleeper. And you're like, you try to bind, fail. Try to bind, fail. And this goes on for like, you know, 30 to 50 times. And then you kind of partially get it. And you get that satisfaction. Oh, I'm, it's kind of doing what I want. 
so I'm, I'm making progress. Like, it's not like I'm throwing my effort into this infinite void of nothing and <laughs> nothing is coming back. You're kind of making progress. And I like watching people do that, right? But on the other hand, I kind of stopped doing that because, A, it's cool to give people two things instead of one, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of awesome. And also, it gives them a built-in skill progression. It's like, okay, here's the beginner one, and then here's the pro one. Right, and you can decide for yourself how you want to deal with that. And a lot of people write me back and go, "Oh, you sent me one broken yo-yo." <laughs> <laughs> and then I explain because I don't actually explain in the package like what it is. I'm like, "Well, you 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 play with it and you decide what it is." And so I kind of want people. I don't, it's not required, but I want people to write me back and say, "Hey, this is neat," or "Thank you," or what. It doesn't matter what they say. But then I give them the information because again, it's like it's like an implied challenge, you know, but a fun yeah. one because you're you know, and I think. At a broader level, like kids, as adults, you kind of forget how to have fun. You really kind of do. There's just so much stuff in the world, like taxes, you know, and careers and like other adults that are kind of not awesome. And you just forget that it's kind of awesome to be alive. It's kind (laughs) of awesome to like just do things, right? And kids are fantastic because they're constantly reminding you of this. And I think you just forget that every day. And kids never forget that, man. They're like, fuck yeah man you know i'm doing this like we're we're just doing a bunch of stuff and it because we can and so that's what i was kind of reaching into and and i send the calvin and Hobbes cartoon uh about you know just mastering a skill that's completely pointless right like what's the point it's it's just fun right there's no point to it it's not the point is that there's no point the point is that it's just an inherently enjoyable activity and you know i there is an implied challenge there right and that's why you know you have both kinds of yo-yos. Now, as far as binding, were you able to get to bind at all? Did you make any progression? No, I think I gave up after five minutes of trying it and like watching a video and I'm like, oh, you're trying to do that like, I don't know what the tricks are called when you um, kind of uh, stick your finger down a string and loop it over close. And I, was, and I was like, I used to do that as a catch with the normal yo-yos and I was like, I don't know. It just—it <laughs> seemed like a trick. I tried it four or five times. It's like this isn't working. I don't even like this. What the hell? Forget it. I'll go back to the one I enjoy. I guess right. like before we go farther, how how much should someone pay for a yo-yo? Should someone start with a normal binding one? Should they start with a non-binding one? Like, I feel like you know, I naturally gravitated to the one I was familiar with. You know, that was just like a way nicer 80s yo-yo but like how much how much did these cost like 20 40 bucks or are they more uh it varies like the the plastic ones are of course cheaper because plastic is an easier material to work with so that one particular one i think was on sale for ten dollars is a very good deal it's normally like it's normally like 30 bucks um it's it's a really high quality plastic yo-yo, right? But plastic yeah. is the cheaper spectrum it's side of things. It's good and heavy, and it, it really spins well. It's also better if you hit stuff with it, because a metal yo-yo is going to break shit <laughs> or break you. I mean, it's kind of unpleasant to get like what's called a knuckle duster when you get an un- unwanted bind, and the yo-yo comes oh, back yeah. like when you're not ready. That can be bad <laughs> for your body. So it's good to start with the plastic, right? Because yeah. uh, it's it's a little less damagey when you hit stuff with it or get hit by it. Uh, and then as far as a good quality metal yo-yo, there's been this Chinese... The other cool thing about yo-yos is you see the influence of the just how China has become this incredible force in commerce. Like, for a long time... So, 
you figure around 2000, that's when ball bearings came in. And that's when things started to get really good, in my opinion. I don't like fixed axle. And there's also transaxle, which they, where they put like a, a plastic washer over the, the wooden uh, stick in the middle. But it's not really a ball bearing. It still has quite a bit of friction. But ball bearings, and particularly fancy ball bearings, are a manufacturing story. And mm-hmm. China is a huge manufacturing story. So you would machine, you need the, the machines to lathe the metal, right? And then the skill to put in the, the, the threaded axle and then a quality, high quality ball bearings. Well, we have essentially today, they've basically, you have the platonic ideal of the yo-yo. Because I remember, I, I participate heavily on the, the yo-yo Reddit, which, <laughs> right, which is interesting to me because I, I tangentially looked at Reddit as, you know, I've used it and stuff. But this is the first community I get heavily involved with on Reddit. So it was also good for me from a discourse perspective to really go deep into Reddit and see what was good and bad about it. Uh, so that's also why I enjoy this hobby. It's like, well, I get to do essentially research on the product, which is discourse. <laughs> uh, but if you go there, one thing you'll find is there's really no bad yo-yos. Like if you get a yo-yo, again, from a yo-yo store that's made of metal, it, you're looking at, a, I would say, a floor of about $30, since that's the answer to your question. Essentially, thir- yeah. for $30, you can get amazing metal yo-yo that's pretty much equivalent I mean, gosh, you'd have to spend, to get air quote better than that, you probably have to spend like $100, and it wouldn't be that much better. Like, it would just be more artisanal, and like maybe <laughs> flashier in, in terms of the way it looks and was designed. It's it's just, they're, they're sort of craftsman-like objects, right? At some level, like once you get into the fancy yo-yos, which I'm looking at, I have literally a wall of yo-yos here. I have probably two, three hundred yo-yos now. Oh my Which God. is stupid, but they're so beautiful. There's these incredibly intricately machined things. We should be clear that like a $30 yo-yo, difference between, like you said, $30 and $100 yo-yo isn't much. But the difference between a $5 Dunkin' yo-yo and a $30 yo-yo is miles. I mean, it is like taking an economy car to a car race versus a Ferrari. Like, I mean, it is so much better. It's actually way, I would, if anyone's ever played with a cheap-ass yo-yo you got at a kid's birthday party, like those are terrible. And they're, they're, they're awful. They're hard to use. Uh, you can hardly do anything. Like once you buy a twenty, thirty dollar yo-yo, like everything's easier, uh, and you'll enjoy it way more. <laughs> I would use the word novelty. If you're having novelty yo-yo, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, but a decent plastic yo-yo is fifteen, twenty dollars, depending on where you buy it. There's retail markups and stuff. So I would say fifteen dollars for the floor, which below that you're kind of getting into novelty territory. <laughs> uh, and then on the metal side, thirty dollars. So that in itself is a new development. I would say by twenty fifteen. We've reached the platonic ideal of yo-yos. Everything is aesthetics now. Like, you literally can't buy. If you walk in for $40 to a yo-yo store, you're not going to get a bad yo-yo. It's literally impossible because they've, yeah. they've perfected it, man. Like, there's different shapes. Like, there's what's called the O shape, which is organic. Like, if you think about a yo-yo, right, it's like two halves. Mm-hmm. But you think about the angle at which those halves approach. There's four shapes. There's H, O, V, and W. And so... O, for example, is completely organic. It's just like a sphere on each side, right? It's like it's like you know a, a radar dish on each side, right? Uh, v is just a straight line up, you know, to each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, H is my preferred shape. It's kind of like a wheel. It comes up really high on the sides to make sort of wheels on the side. Like there's a very steep increase in angle on the side, and then W is sort of a variant of that where it's more angled. It's like a combination of V and, and H, in my opinion. So yeah, there's different shapes you can get into and prefer those shapes, but. I mean, we're in a golden age of yo-yos. Like, there's so many people making them. China, there's a bunch of factories in China that make amazing stuff for, like, really cheap. And it's not an expensive hobby, right? And they're kind of beautiful. Like, I 
w- one thing that struck me when I started getting into this, and I bought, we had our, at Discourse, we're a completely remote company. So every year we meet up at some location near where somebody works for the company because we have people all over the world. And last year it was in India, which is great because I've never been to India. And my God, that was like a 36-hour trip for me to get oh, to India. Wow. It was brutal. I mean, I trained for it. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Right. I'm going to train. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to like, you know, <laughs> 36 hours of travel is no joke. But I brought all these yo-yos to give to people and they were all unresponsive. So you had this <laughs> moment where we're all sitting in India at this resort, which was really nice uh, in India. Uh, and um, every, you have 14 members of the discourse team that are just practicing, trying to bind, right, and failing miserably, right? So that's what I do to people I work with. I'm going to give you this incredibly frustrating thing and then say, here's how you do it, and then you now you do it, <laughs> right? So, like, uh, and I also did this to Stack Overflow. I sent them, I sent an email to, to Jay. I still have a good relationship with people at Stack Overflow. I'm not there. I don't do anything day-to-day. I don't work there. Um, but I said, how many people are at New York office? He said, 190. So I went to AliExpress.com, and again, here's the China thing. Right? Oh, nice. And I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I'm not, I have money, but I'm not like, you know, a trillionaire. <laughs> then 192 is a big num- big multiplier when you start adding like $20, $30 for that. So I was like, okay, what's the best inexpensive metal yo-yo? And I, and I was able to get um, 192 yo-yos ordered on a boat from China to New York, right? And Jay is really cool because he really gets me. Like a lot of the people that work at Stack Overflow really understood what we were trying to achieve. Like they got the mission of like, you know, we're trying to make the internet better. We're trying to challenge each other and learn. Um, and he's like, this is what this yo-yo is. Here, you know, Jeff wants you to be happy, but first he wants you to be very frustrated. <laughs> uh, which is kind of true, right? Like I'm into this implied <laughs> challenge of like, I'm going to give you a thing. I'm not going to tell you exactly how to do it. It's like, here, try it out. See what you think. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Like you don't have to go to Stack Overflow. It's not required by law. And you can just read Stack Overflow and do great, right? Like that's the point is like all this great information is in the world. But if you want mastery, I can <laughs> give you a path that you will find fascinating to the point that you will become obsessed. And in fact, I went to Meta Stack Overflow the other day and some guy was like, my wife <laughs> thinks there should be a badge for not going to Stack Overflow <laughs> uh. because I go there too much. And, you know, we didn't design it to be addictive, right? It's supposed to be a mastery challenge, ultimately. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what's cool about yoga is it really taps into that side uh, of my brain and also just the side that just wants to do something with my hands, you know, and I want to do something with my brain, do something with my hands. I don't want to agonize over all the bullshit that's happening in the, in the United <laughs> States right now. Right? It's just bad. Uh, I want to do something with my hands and my mind. And yo-yos just hit that for me at a very deep level, such that I became very, very obsessed. I mean, you're talking about a guy who went from no yo-yos in September to probably 250 (laughs) yo-yos. I'm looking over here, and they're so beautiful. Like, I love the colors, the styles, the designs. I just love them. Like, I'll watch... You know, I'm just trying to occupy my mind. I, I rewatched, for example, Deadwood recently because I was trying to remember. I had only seen pieces of Deadwood, and it's really high, highly rated TV show. I would just watch Deadwood and sit there and pick up a yo-yo at random from this grid, <laughs> literally this battleship grid of yo-yos. I, I use these uh, milk crate, soda crate things from Michaels. So mm-hmm. it's a nice grid array. And I would literally do a random number generator. I was like, okay, I'll pick yo-yo in that row, that column. <laughs> And I would just throw it for like five minutes and be like, oh, awesome, right? And I'm watching Deadwood. You know, they're, they're saying horrible, you know, the, the, there's so much cursing, right, at the time. That's what people remember about it. <laughs> and that's what I would do for hours and hours. I would just pick up a random yo-yo, practice a few things, and watch Deadwood, for example. And it felt good. I was like, this 
is much better for my brain than some of the other stuff I've been doing. Send me a photo of your 300 yo-yos if you don't feel self-conscious about it. Well, <laughs> I put, I put it on Reddit. You can oh, look, okay. Then I'll... Uh, search for this is what obsession looks like. Um, <laughs> and Reddit, it's called Throwers. The name of the subreddit is called Throwers. So it's actually up there. I'll, I'll of course, linkify it um, when I, when I, for the show notes. So one of the packages I sent, I sent to someone who apparently suffers from PTSD, which I didn't know this. And he <laughs> said in his reply to me, he wrote this really long reply that he knew the Smothers Brothers. Um, wow. And so he had that connection. And he's like, this is better for PTSD than like mar- medical marijuana is. You know, he's <sighs> like, my, my therapists love these and I love these. And I, I had no idea, right? Like I knew there was something about the yo-yo that was really working for me. And that's part of the reason I sent all these packages. I was like, I want to share joy right it just feels good that to me was also part of my therapy it's like i want to reach out to all the people that are very cool and i've had significant interactions with but i've never really done anything for them right so i want to do something for them here's this thing that that gave me joy i would like you to also have joy right like and to read it back from him and hear him talk about how it was so good for his ptsd and how it really you know helped him uh was fantastic you know that's kind of what i was reaching for i couldn't articulate why i was doing it uh, but that was kind of, you know, what I was shooting for. So it was very encouraging to, to hear that. Yeah, I think what you said before about the um, we've hit a platonic ideal of yo-yos is really true. Um, I remember the 80s and especially the 90s when the Internet was just coming around that um, yo-yos were draped in secrecy. It was just like sort of the magician world um, where, like, uh, you know, I figured out the best possible ball bearing. No, I'm not going to tell you where I got it. You know, it was some weird Japanese import or something. Uh, and you had to, you know, people wouldn't just come out and say what, what things they owned. It was, it was, it was, it was like, yeah, there's sort of like secrecy around it because <laughs> it was a technological, technological advantage you had over somebody else, you know? And now it's just like every single yo-yo feels great. feels great in the hand works really well. Where do you think someone should start out? Like, um, you know, like, are there any, like, intro YouTube videos or websites? I think think it's called Yotrix or yoyotrix.com. There's uh, a series of videos by a very patient man in a baseball cap. When I sent you the bind instructions, it was one of his videos. Oh, yeah, yoyotrix.com. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, there's some really good intro videos. Just be aware of this divide between responsive and unresponsive. And I, it is a good idea. Should people start with responsive at first? I think you should, which is kind of yeah. ironic because when I got into it, I went straight to unresponsive. And, you know, now I feel kind of bad <laughs> for doing that to people. But you do want to be aware when you're looking at those, like responsive versus unresponsive. You probably want both types so you have a fallback. Uh, mm-hmm. Or just start with responsive, the simpler type. Because there's still a bunch of tricks you can do with it. Uh, and, and it'll be a little more satisfying to start with because you'll be able to make progress faster. you got to walk before you can run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you got to walk the dog before you can run the dog. I would say the um, there's no greater joy than doing the dumbest, simplest trick that you can learn in about two minutes. Um, the uh, What is it? On yo-yo tricks, they call it around the corner. And you just do a sleeper, and you uh, you drape the string like behind your arm. You kind of lift your arm, and you sort of like um, you're sort of like cradling the string over your elbow and and like your bicep, I guess. And you just you just jerk your arm a little bit, and it zips up over your back, like way into the sky and right to your hand. 
Um, it's the dumb. <laughs> I would say for beginners, it's the dumbest, simplest trick that everyone flips out on. Um, I, it's just because there's like so much height to it, and like it looks so dumb, and it's a quiet trick, and it's a loud trick, and like I'm going to definitely link to this video in the show notes. But um, yeah, how should we wrap up? Uh, um, we've it's cheap, it's free, it's fun. It I mean it's not free, it's fun, it's cheap. It's a great way to spend a few minutes. I think we work with our hands, you know, at computers all day. It's like a, it's naturally, I found this and juggling to be great dumb things to have on your desk to take a break every once, like an hour or so to just goof around on for a minute or two. Um, what else is there to say about yo-yos? I think it's fun to also do it with other people, like uh, share it with them. Like, you know, here's a thing you can try. Uh, one of the funnier stories I found on, you know, I was, poking around the thrower's Reddit, somebody talked about this call center job they had, and it was kind of stultifying. I mean, call centers are <laughs> not anyone's probably ideal job by any stretch of the imagination. But somehow, one day, somebody brought in a yo-yo. And then after a week, you know, of course, then everybody has a yo-yo. And this is the kind of story that I like, because it's about, you know, inspiring others to, to, to try something, to engage their minds, right? You have this really boring set of work. And then he said it became a problem because after a couple weeks, people started doing tricks. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, you know, shit's getting broken. Yo-yos are going everywhere. And he said, and so the dictate came down from above at this point. No more yo-yos. You guys can't use yo-yos anymore. Uh. And then the guy said, he's like, at that point, I was like, you know, if I can't yo-yo my job, then fuck it. Yeah, I don't want this job anymore. And he said, quit. it's the only job I've ever quit over their yo-yo policy. <laughs> and I thought that was great, right? It's probably a job you shouldn't have anyway, right? You should try to do something more than be in a boring call center. So yo-yo was this window into realizing that maybe that wasn't a great job, right? If you can't do a yo-yo for a little bit. And anyway, so... Maybe that's a good story to end it on. It's like yo-yos as as a way out into something else. Oh wait, one last thing. You you got turned on to yo-yos from one from your son, was it? Yes. Um, so now, do you do you feel are you socially doing it with your son now? Or are you competitive with your son? If you have three hundred on the wall, are you trying to outdo your son? Is it <laughs> is this like uh, you know? Yeah, is he trying to outclass you, or are you guys in a competition, or are you guys just do it sort of for fun at your own pace, or what? Well, we found a, there's a, I think April 14th, actually, that's coming up really soon, geez. Jesus. There's the California yo-yo competition, I think, the California state competition. So that's in San Francisco, given that we're close to San Francisco. So we'll go to that together. We also met up at a yo-yo club in Alameda called Spin Doctors, which is a fairly famous <laughs> club. Because a lot of people there went on to become you know, like world champions and so forth. California is pretty dominant on the scene just because of population and locus to where it came from. Like, uh, yeah. So we do that. He also did at the variety show for his school. Oh, I yeah, kinda, I saw that. Yeah, I talked him into the – I was like, Henry, do you think you want to – you know, you could do some tricks? And first he wasn't sure because, you know, he's he's eight at the time and, you know – it's hard to you don't want to push your kids and i'm not that kind of parent where it's like you will learn to program you will learn to violence like no you can do what you want to do i don't want to influence you but he really started learning tricks on his own like i taught him how to bind which was incredibly frustrating for him for the record but man when he got it the look on his face right that's what you live for as a parent is to see your kids master something oh my god that is the best feeling just seeing it on their face right and so then he learned a few more tricks, and he was kind of doing it on his own, which was fantastic. Like, he was just seeing stuff happen on the videos and stuff, go, oh, I'm going to try that, and he would get it. So he learned a few basic tricks, and he actually got ahead of me. Like, he's better than I am in some ways. Um, and then he did the variety show, you know, which is like a 
two and a half minute you know yo-yo routine and it was cool because the people at school the, the lady who was organizing this at school remarks like wow we've never had a yo-yo routine at the talent show before and i was like huh. how cool is that right like it's not and not that there was anything wrong with all the other talent stuff the singing the dancing there was a tap dance section that was incredible by the way <laughs> uh there's some really cool stuff at these variety shows uh but that henry got to do that you know got the experience of showing off what he could do and really came up with his own trick routine i offered him advice and stuff but he you know, mastered it on his own. And that's what this is all about, right? Just, you know, the, it feels good to be good at something, even if that thing is kind of ultimately not a career, right? Uh, that journey towards mastery is is very fulfilling and very satisfying. So, it's so great. there's no competitive aspect, really? Like, if you see him working on something in the hallway at, at home, are you criticizing it? Uh, <laughs> no. The, if, if he's, he's gotten a lot better such that he doesn't hit stuff in the house, because we have all metal units, right? We're all, you know, everything has to be fancy where I live, right? Uh, that I would complain about, and he would get angry about that. But mostly, no, as he's gotten better, he doesn't hit stuff as much. Um, <laughs> So, no, we're, we're not competitive. In fact, Henry um, gets ahead of me a lot. And I, my idea is that you, the tricky thing about parenting is, like, you learn as much from your kids as you teach them, which I never, ever expected. But that's the truth. Like, Henry just gets ahead of me and learns stuff. And it's sort of like, yes, and. You know, you do this, and I'll do this, and I'll do this. And we're sort of bouncing things back and forth off of each other. Um, and that's, you know, there's a jazz, like... Uh, sort of flow aspect to yo-yo once you get really yeah. good there's so many tricks you can transition from trick a to trick b i met this guy dr popular he's sort of an online <laughs> figure have you met dr popular no no he's a super nice guy but he's he has a whole yo-yo thing right so we met up with dr popular that's another thing i did with henry because i wrote dr popular because i saw him on the throwers reddit i was like oh i, I you might know me because of boing boing and some of the stuff i did with them and uh but yeah it was great to meet dr popular and he's like been yo-yoing for 20 years and he has a great origin story of how he started. Like he went to the the Seattle Space Needle, and there were two things he could buy as little, like gifts. One was a snow globe, and the other was a yo-yo. <laughs> so if he had chosen the snow globe path, when you choose the snow globe path in life, Matt, that's what I'm saying. It's not a good path. You want to choose the yo-yo path, right? Because 20 years later, he's like blowing our friggin' mind because he's invented one of the tricks I wanted to. I had seen was gyroscopic flop, where you hold the yo-yo on the string, it's rotating like a, it's a gyroscope, right? It's just basic physics, and it starts sort of twisting on its own. It's a really cool look. It's not a hard trick. He invented that trick. So when I went, hey, I want to learn the gyroscopic flop, he's like, yeah, I made up that trick. I was like, awesome. Right? Like, <laughs> here's the guy who invented the trick that, that I wanted to learn more about. And he's when he does yo-yo, he's like transitioning to trick to trick. He's like doing jazz. He's like performing with his hands. Like, that's, that's where you can get to, right? So very inspiring stuff. That's awesome. Okay, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time out and telling us all about yo-yos today, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, where else can people find you these days? Uh, Twitter.com slash CodingHorror. And of course, yeah, please check out Discourse.org because I'm actually trying to transition several yo-yo communities to Discourse. <laughs> Selfishly, but also because oh, cool. I actually want to talk about this stuff and it's so hard to talk about stuff on Reddit anyway. So hopefully you can find me on a yo-yo Discourse community in the future is what I'm getting at. <laughs> God, I love the jargon and uh, the the other world, like the underworld of yo-yos that you've described. <laughs> yeah. I love all the terminology, all the insider jargon, all the, um, yeah, so great. <laughs> Throwers is the Reddit, of course. Um, okay, the cool. Thanks. I'll uh, end it here. Thanks again to Fireside.fm, the uh, podcast host for this show and uh, just a great simple to use uh, app for podcasting if you're into it check it out 
at Fireside FM. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>